We belong. We belong everywhere. Whatever you want to do, wherever you want to go, you belong. Hello everyone and welcome to this new episode of We Belong. I'm Yasmina Wiran and I am your host. And today I'm joined by Umu Aydara. They are a photographer, a director, and I'm just very, very happy to introduce you to them today. So welcome, Umu. Hello, thank you so much for having me, Yasmin. Really excited. So Umu, you're joining us today from Berlin. And I would like just to start maybe understanding uh, more about your background. So were you born and raised in Berlin? What's your story? So I am from Senegal. I was born and raised in Dakar. And I moved later on to Berlin, where I am currently living. I moved here for my studies and I finished during the pandemic and decided to stay here, but also because I've had the chance and opportunity to build and find community in Berlin. So Great. And how are you liking Berlin? I mean, it's a, such an international city, right? Yes, um, Berlin is truly magic. It's like such a wholesome place. And I feel like if you are looking for certain things and know um, what you want somehow, let's say, like in the creatively, politically and all that, like it's such a rich and diverse city. Um, there's just so much happening and you can find so many like, like-minded people and people who are from maybe similar background and all those who have like similar identities and uh, values so I would say that like yeah I'm really happy in Berlin I mean it can be very rough sometimes but most of the time I'd say that um, I'm, I'm really satisfied with the city and the people I find here absolutely I'm glad to hear that um, and you have such a an artistic background so um, I would be very curious to understand how did you get into photography and directing So at first, um, growing up, I really loved watching documentaries. And when I came to study here, I did a very interdisciplinary program, but the focus was mostly on photography. And somehow, you know, with the studies and me not also understanding how different I was from all the other students, that like we don't have the same cultural backgrounds and so on, I really found it very difficult to express myself. Like I still have a very, you know, conflicted um, thought about my studies here. Um, but during that time, I also was able to learn and discover about myself by just being a very outgoing person and going out and being part of uh, events and community projects and so on. And I think all this made me realize that what I wanted to do was to tell stories and to analyze the world I live in, the society that I'm in, and also to express myself the way I want to. And this is what made me go towards film. And I started building my self-confidence in the film world, let's say, by just starting to collaborate with people and dare to just start, even if it wasn't the best 
I just got started and now um, I'm really, really grateful that like it's slowly getting better and better um, that I found out that like, yeah, there was no shame or need to be also afraid sometimes and that it's okay to ask for help or for feedback. And um, yeah, and it's just really nice sometimes to also work with others um, because you learn so much from their way of working, their way of doing, um, but also that, yeah, sometimes it takes like more than one person to make big dreams happen and big projects come come to life um and yeah really happy to to even say to talk about this well later today i'm hosting a screening um of a documentary film portraying a um turkish artist um with like a migration background like who came very early in her life like to germany and um really uh, grateful to be able to tell her story through our lenses and like with a camera. Um, yeah, so this is it with art and the background and like what I am currently doing and working on. And when I hear you, I know that part of your work is also like visual storytelling, telling stories, and what I find. Um, yeah, a lot of synergies between what you do and what we stand for, that we belong, is really your quest to tell stories and uncovering, um, you know, could be social issues, uh, society, belonging, psychology. Um, where do you find inspiration? Because when I see your photos, I see a lot of colors. Um, it's Visually, it's very beautiful. So did you get any, you know mentor or person that you look up to um to inspire yourself i would say no like most of the time i i would say nature it's just like when you're living life and you're walking through the city or you're with people i feel like i don't know i'm pretty sensitive and like i see all i mostly see colors outside and when i talk to people you know you're looking at their 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 faces their smiles or all the sparkles in their eyes or and any blemishes like just anything and when you look at the sky or nature and like you have all this sound when you're outside um even the trash like sometimes you have like packages with different colors and all that i feel very um interested in all these little elements and i like to have images and also videos that like have just a lot of colors and can like take people into you know it's like not really the real world it's something else like an imitation but i think i just want to almost show them how i feel when i look at things and um, I'm more like driven by emotions and feelings rather than just like the look of it. Although we are, you know, dealing with something visual, I really wanted to, yeah, give a certain feeling to the viewers. And I know also that you uh, worked on a short film, Feel the Ground. Can you tell us more about it and, you know, what prompted you to make it? So growing up in Senegal and going to school, um, I noticed sometimes that like when I would head back home on the Friday evenings, there would always be people there starting to mount like something on like the by the road that would lead towards my home. And that's where there is a Saturday market happening and it would get really busy and people were reselling clothes that were, you know, coming by boat, like from Europe and the USA. And it was just so much, so much, so much clothes. 
And now, and I could notice also that, you know, some people would go there and buy these secondhand clothes, but sometimes also maybe if you would wear that, people would also make fun of you. Like, oh, why are you not dressed in like the nicest, newest, most fashionable way? And I think at that time I wasn't able to like calculate or see these from different perspectives. So Feel the Ground is a fictional documentary style of film whereas the protagonist is a film student and uh, who has been previously bullied and who decided to make a film <laughs> so within the film about um, sustainable fashion and how people would bully others for wearing secondhand clothing so how does society see that um, in different parts of the world but also just through from different people's perspective and then how also secondhand is you know something that can be very good for people like with um, in a in a sustainable like lens but also um, there was this like other layer that was about how now that like there are a lot of people who acknowledge that we need to consume less um, so sustainable like let's say upcycling and all that that is becoming trendy which means it's also becoming way too expensive and people now can also not really afford that because you would go to secondhand spaces and would like see um, garments for like extremely ridiculous prices and so I tried to make a setting where we would go into a little journey where the protagonist would interview different people and those people were maybe some somewhat giving their true, real, honest opinion, and we were having these true discussions, but it was also still in a fictional setting. And um, yeah, I wanted to uh, make a movie where the people watching could go through the different like people's opinion and perspective without necessarily having to be there and have this conversation with them, and also learn through the movie while it's still entertaining. Um, yeah, and it was my first film. I mean, it's uh, it's an important message that you send out there, especially on stereotypes and, you know, um, what does it mean to uh, own it when you want to wear whatever you want? First of all, it's, you know, environmentally friendly, but also um, it's a uh, freedom that people have to, um, to wear. Uh, what they want in a society where perception and appearance is, you know, more and more uh, seen as, um, yeah, an element of judgment. So I think it's a very interesting topic, and thank you for having worked on that. Uh, how much time did it take you to produce it? To um, because you said you get to work with interesting people, but how did how easily or how difficultly did you find the right people to work with? I was, um, I often discuss this topic with friends. So when I was looking for people just for a few hours to ask their support, you know, to be extras in the film, I just reached to my friends because I also wanted to have people that look um, like, you know, like just any of us. Um, um, and one of them was also my neighbors. There was this like older man and he's my neighbors from downstairs. And I thought that it could also be nice to, you know, know his perspective on this. And, um, it took us some time because there was, we had like a budget, but it was very, 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 very little. And so that was, you know, hard in terms of finding equipment and getting, uh, someone like, professional to edit the film and um it was it, it was a bit challenging but i think we i just tried to push and to put a lot of work into it and i think maybe the whole thing took 
about two weeks with a um, few days of shooting here and there and um, yeah and then a couple of days of editing um, but yeah it was a really wonderful learning experience and I'm really glad I dared to do it no matter how hard it was at first and um, yeah just uh, and I also um, relied on friends let's say on like certain parts like to have different locations and also if they knew people um, to recommend me for example the two people that we show in the movie um, having their, how do you say that, uh, showing us their wardrobes um, were recommendations from friends. And um, yeah, it was difficult also to act and direct in the movie. That was like a, very challenging. And to also have someone who wasn't camera experienced help me record. And I would be still doing the settings on the camera and the light and all that and I feel like now with much more experience I can see that like it's not something I'd like to do that way again but for what it was I feel still very excited that like it, it just happened anytime there was like a little challenge or something I'll just take a little break take a minute and think about how to make this move forward so yeah <laughs> yeah I mean as you say it's not easy to both direct and act but then it was your first experience. It gave you so much knowledge into, you know, how to do it. Now you know, and then you're, you know, ready for what's next. So um, I have also a question regarding your sports activities because I know that you're very active, um, and you do also some marathons. And I read on your uh, social media uh, a note to your like younger self. So the younger you is looking up to you, rooting for you to break your own records, showing up for yourself and your community. So do you want to maybe comment on this and also on how sports, you know, brings you um, energy? You can share it with us. Yeah, I'm a long distance runner and uh, a few weeks ago I did an ultra marathon project. <laughs> And um, I am now launching myself into a triathlon because, yes, why not to take space in places where, you know, it's very difficult to see, let's say, non-white Western world, uh, Western world people be in or included in such sports. And I really love sports because I get to have a community, a very supportive community actually and it just brought me so much joy and help and support in times where I desperately needed that and wouldn't and was struggling with like finding meaningful connection and people and um, I found these sport communities that were very much like um, striving for more inclusivity in sports and um yeah it's i don't know it's just been really fun i feel very supported in this world and i think my younger self who would leave sometime the house um in the early evening like let's say around five six to do a little jog in the neighborhood is definitely proud right now because at that time i i had no idea I wasn't consciously doing this. I wasn't checking my watch. I didn't have a watch for um, training or something. I was just doing it just to, I don't know, just to move my body. And um, I'm really happy to see like how it evolved. And I would like now to, uh, now I'm also trying to create spaces for supporting um, my community and having more BIPOC people out um 
in in the world like for camping trips and running um events and hiking events just to like you know promote movement as something that is good for the mind and not just for the physical body but that is great for the mind um and yeah so um I'm really excited about these things like sport is really something that brings me so much joy and also can help you stay inspired like when you're out on a run you can get all these little ideas and um, yeah so I'd like to see definitely more queer more black and brown people um, out there like um, in, in this sport field it's yeah <laughs> Yeah, basically more diversity and um, and also you say that you get inspired a lot by nature. So uh, the moments where you go and you refill your body and your soul, you also get inspiration maybe for your for your photography and your projects. So that's uh, that's great. Um, I know that you identify uh, with the pronoun as they them. So um, can you tell us more about? like your gender and how um, maybe it is perceived on the outside and how do you navigate your identity or identities? Um, I'm a non-binary being and um, with sports sometimes, let's say just as an example, it can be um, challenging. <laughs> let's say if you want to enter a race and you have a binary category that like two very binary categories being presented to you and I feel like this is an erasure of people's identity. I am not, nor do I want to be um, in part of the binary. I want to exist beyond and above that and whatever I am, however I see myself is just me and how I am and who I am and this is Um, yeah, this is like, I see, I am very happy actually to say that independently of how the world is functioning and seeing, I will remain the person I am and will keep on expanding myself and um, breaking any boxes where people will try to be, to put me in and fit me in. And I don't think that there is a way to look um, non-binary or not. I think there's just, um, yeah, there's just like this multitude and billions of universes within us and we can just be like whoever we are and I just will keep on pushing and not make this or any kind of like discrimination stop me from existing or creating or showing up as myself wherever I go. Exactly and that's that's such a beautiful way to say it because you don't want to be put in a box and at the end of the day it is all about language and how you use it. And I know that you're currently working on a research uh, with Soul of Nation, so, uh, as a f which is um, running a research fellowship. So what's the topic that you're covering? I have written first um, a little research that was about language-based discrimination in Germany. And I was putting this question on uh, whether it was xenophobia and nationalism or a lack of education. And the research was to, yeah, just dive more into this because since I moved here, I've constantly heard the sentence of, yes, you are in Germany and we speak German. And like every German person would be saying this or, well, not every single one, but, you know, like it would happen very, uh, way too frequently. And it's, it was like such a pity because it always made me feel perplexed and like, 
why like is it so easy for people to like be so hostile and with language and like put all these requirements on you to speak their language like without even putting into account what if you're a tourist what if you're visiting what if you're i don't know whatever the reason i mean we don't even need to go to the context of why are you here but like why are you being treated this way and like no, without these efforts on how to communicate and i know that so many times at least for myself i always was putting the effort when i was new into being understood and into understanding the others but like this hostility is just ever have i've experienced it in just so many different settings uh, from hospitals to um to spätis like to little bakery restaurants and all that it was always just like very very hostile um and i got to talk a lot about it with friends who grew up here and who have parents and uh, with migration backgrounds and um in a city that is like so 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 diverse i mean language based discrimination is like something that i wasn't expecting so much and one day it i had a very bad incident while i was in the train where someone asked me to move from my seat to like let them sit on my seat and that i would move a bit more to the next one in the corner for whatever reason it was like an older lady and i Uh, I did it immediately as a reflex, like once you ask me, and I didn't even need to change uh, my seat or do anything. And I had my headphones, and then she was like saying things, and was like, "Oh, why you didn't hear me before or understand what I meant or something like that?" And I was like, I responded to her, and uh, she just went on this thing, like realizing that I wasn't speaking German, and was saying very horrible thing to which I then was screaming and defending myself and um no one there was like everyone wasn't giving me these eyes like this look of like nodding and like kind of oh i can see that you're defending yourself on your own or something but as soon as i went out of that uh, you know wagon in the train i had a breakdown because i was headed for a work interview and i couldn't handle all the stress and i just couldn't i i just like had a massive meltdown and like i realized that people don't really notice how much like words can hurt and how this like othering and these attacks can just be like not see you with all the struggles to just be in a space to just exist in a space to go like work and struggle and push yourself and be there and even contribute to this city and to this society on so many levels without them ever considering that you are bringing so much to the space you are creating so much in this space for making it this diverse and exciting city that that is what it is um and yeah so this inspired me to write this research and to go deep into this research and to also want to make like a kind of social project with it and awareness which i think eventually i'm gonna do with like visuals and i've spoken with so many people on this topic and got so much like reviews and feedback and I, it's something that happened way too often and you it's like it's it's actually on so many different levels that it's happening and language like like it can you can express racism with language in such a horrible way with like telling people that for example because they have xyz accent they can do maybe a certain job because oh people like you are not welcome to be you know doing such job or such thing or like speaking here for the public let's say um and yeah and i feel like we need to be much more 
open and um, like taking this into account to also maybe stop this from happening because way too often I also see that because it's something that like doesn't really leave traces um, once it happened it happened and then it's hard to like it's not like violence that physical or something but I think it's still a form of violence and it's um, it's extremely hurtful and um, yeah and it needs to be stopped like we come to these cities and countries and spaces and this fucking continent and we are like coming from countries that maybe have like up to a hundred if not more languages like being raised in like uh houses with three different speaking three different languages and like in i at least in africa and like in senegal i know that it's everyone at least speak two three languages and it's and here it's somehow not like seen or appreciated and they want you to speak that one and only language that they speak and i find this very very unfair and this is why like i um have been doing this research and it's been interested in this topic and trying to figure out ways to bring more awareness to this well you know it, m it makes me think about a uh, recent story they went um all over social media in France, because a few days ago there was this um, um, black uh, influencer and uh, you know public figure. She was traveling to Brazil. She's from France. Then she came back uh, to to Paris with a uh, Air France flight, and then she was just aggressed by a hostess in uh, the plane, and you know how much this affected her and the conversation is sparkled and the luck she has to have 900k followers and a platform that makes this company you know the whole company of you know the airplane um, react whereas so many other people might face this in silence and then you know you you just need to carry on with your life as you said you were just going on a train and then you have someone you know disrespecting you uh, it can have a big impact on you and i like the fact that you said it is a strength it is a you add so much to this city because it is international because so many interesting people are there doing things that are worth being um told about and that's why we're very happy to have you on this podcast and to share your story and your work um and maybe to conclude um, I would like to ask you what's one key advice that you would give to um, any young woman that he, or a young man or young, you know, non-binary person, but that uh, feels inspired um, or motivated to do some creative work, um, but doesn't know maybe how to start or doesn't have the courage. What's your message to them? I think I would definitely say start, don't wait for anything. And it doesn't, I know that this is hard. I've been looking for myself like for so long. It really took so much work, but I could really say just start doing something, start creating simultaneously. Also look for like uh, open calls because open calls can have, you know, these themes and can maybe uh, give you these tiny little challenge ideas, you know. Um, let's say if every month you would apply to one open call, you can also make work and adjust to fit it um, and uh, to, to do a lot of research on like artists and to set like your p p profiles online. 
Um, I definitely think that it's good to make work to also put it out there to connect with others but also connection connecting with others doesn't mean like oh you need to go every day to like events or something no you can just like um, find artists you like online send them emails uh, do like these open calls and try to get like closer to a local creative community um, in your cities and um, yeah go to maybe sometimes like once in a while like exhibitions but mostly what I would say is more like to like not big institution ones but you know something that's like uh, a group with like young and uprising artists and also to go to places where like you have similar interests um, or that like it's the field with artists that you want to be like or like you admire their work and value their opinion I think um, these like are interesting and exciting ways and advices that I could definitely give like I wish at um, much earlier I would be talked like to already start like creating you know a like a bio and think about which kind of art I want to make and how do I want to make it and it's okay also to not make it rigid like it's totally fine to be fluid and to go with like with the flow and to explore as many things as you want like there are no limitations and there's just no right way to make art also and I think it's also beautiful to collaborate with others and to co-create because it can open our minds and we can get to see new things that we had no ideas existed. Basically going out there and not being afraid to maybe ask. Thank you so much for having been with us and thank you for the work that you do. Thank you so much for having me, really excited and um, yeah, it was lovely meeting you. This was the end of our episode. If you liked it, please share it. You can find us on all platforms and social media. Bye!